Hey everyone, this is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, we are going to review the filing of IRS Form 5500EZ. So let's start right at the top. Who is required to file IRS Form 5500EZ? And really, it only is for in solo 401k plan. So anyone that has a solo 401k, which means a 401k plan where there are no non-owner employees and whose plan assets as of the end, 1231 of 2020, is above $250,000. So if you have a solo 401k and you only have 100,000 or 200, you do not need to file the 5500 easy. You can stop listening if you want, or you can continue listening and try to learn a little bit more because hopefully your plan will eventually have over the $250,000 threshold. So anyone that has a solo 401k, which again is a 401k where there's no non-owner employees, a spouse does not count as an employee. So if it's just you and a spouse, you are considered a solo 401k, so long as you have no employees, non-owners, non-spouse that work over a thousand hours. So I assume you kind of know if you have a solo 401k, if not, um, you ask the administrator, whoever set it up for you to kind of confirm. This is not for SEPs, it's not for simple IRAs, not for traditional IRAs, not for Roth IRAs. It is only for solo 401ks if you have above $250,000 as of 12-31 of the prior year. The form is due July 31. You can get an extension until October. You can file the form by paper and you now actually have the ability to file the form electronically, which is a new little wrinkle, uh, which makes it a little bit easier um, for people. Um, And you could uh, find the printed form on the website and you can go online and do it on the IRS website and download it to your computer. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, You have now options of paper or online. If you have a business with employees and have a 401k, you're going to need to file the 5500 short form or the regular 5500 by electronic means only, no paper. Okay, so remember, and you should have a plan administrator doing this for you because if you have an ERISA plan, meaning it's not a solo, there's all kinds of plan testing requirements, top-heavy, anti-discrimination, ADP, ACP, safe harbor requirements, that you need someone to run those tests and you need to file a 5500 short form or regular, and that needs to be done through an EFAS filing system. Uh, if you need help with that, you let us know. Um, I actually you know, work with two pension companies that I own uh, as well uh, that, that have over 1,500 plans, and uh, this is what we do. So if you have a regular 401k and need help or are unhappy with your administrator, just you know, let us know. So it's actually a super easy form. This form, uh, I've mentioned this before, they actually got it right. It is easy. It's super easy. should not take more than five minutes to complete, believe it or not. 
Okay. If you have to file it, the address is on the IRS instruction, but it, it goes to the Department of Treasury, Internal Revenue Service, Ogden, Utah, 84201-0020. And you can uh, sign it as the plan administrator. There are significant penalties for failure to file. $250 a day, up to a max of $150,000. So file this thing, please. Even if you're close to the 250 threshold, file the damn form. If you got 240, 246, just file it, okay? It's an information return, it's not a tax return, but the penalties are enormous. 150K can go up to. So file the form, please, 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 please. If you need help, you let us know, we will help you, but file it. So let's start with going through the form. Again, this will take a few minutes, it is super simple. So the first part, part A, the return is, you have to indicate if it's a first return, last return, amended, or a short year. B, is this an extension of time, right? You have to indicate if uh, you're seeking an extension of time or if it's a foreign plan uh, or if you have an IRS late file or penalty relief. No one really has those options. Uh, then you go to part 21A, name a plan, so ABC 401k, the information's on your adoption agreement. Three digit plan numbers, generally 001, uh, although if there's uh, amendments, things like that, it could be a different number, so check. Date of the plan became effective. That's on your adoption agreement or plan summary. Uh, generally, you know, one, one, 20, whatever it is. Employer's names, that's the name of the company that adopted the plan. So ABC Inc. Employer identification number under 2B. That is not the 401k tax ID number. That's the company tax ID number. Now, if you're self-employed, 1099 and Schedule C, you cannot put your social in. So you're gonna need to get a tax ID number for your business on the IRS website. It's free, it takes three minutes to do. You can grab a number to put in under 2B. You can also include a trade or name if you uh, use so, uh, and you would include the address of the business as well, as well as the telephone number. You then would have to include under 2D the business code, which is in the instructions. You just gotta search for what your business does, whether it's you know, real estate or retail or restaurant, and you just type in a code. The codes are all there on the instructions. Um, section three is the plan administrator's name, which is essentially the, the employer. So if it's ABC Inc., it would be ABC Inc. You can write same if it's the same um, and include your the address, just write same or include a different address if the case it may be. You have to include the administrator's EIN. So again, you wanna get the business tax ID number. If it's a social security, because it's a independent contractor, sole proprietor, again, use the um, IRS website to get a tax ID number for your business. Do not include a social where it says administer EIN. Under section four, if the employer's name or the employer EIN has changed, so if there's any name change, you have to indicate the name change. Uh, same with a new plan name, if, if uh, case may be. Section five, you're gonna have to put in the total number of participants. So generally it's like one, two, maybe three, if it's a couple of business owners. Um, beginning of the year, uh, total number of active participants at the beginning of the year, generally the same. And then the total number of participants at the end of the year and active. So generally in the solos, generally the participants are always active. So it'd be like one, 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 or maybe one, could be zero, zero, one, one, depending when you start your plan. Could be two, 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 whatever it is. Uh, that's section five. Section six, total plan assets, beginning of the year and end of year. Now you do not include contributions. 
you include asset value, right? Any cash, real estate, any asset value, not including contributions. This does include rollovers. If you roll over cash, include it. Now, I get this question a lot. I actually had a client uh, that got audited in this. I had a client that got had a real estate asset and had a mortgage. So let's say she put down 150K and she borrowed 100. So she thought that she should just put down 150 because that's the cash she invested in the asset. But the IRS came back and said, no, you actually need to put the full value, so 250. Even though it's not technically your planned cash, you used a non-recourse loan for the real estate, you still need to include that as a value. So just remember that if you do get a non-recourse loan to buy real estate, include the outstanding amount of the loan uh, with the value of the property. And the way the IRS agent explained to me and was basically like this, if you buy a house for 500 grand and put 100 down and get a loan for 400 and your buddy asks you how much your house is worth, you don't say 100K, you say 500. So that was the IRS's position and you know, that's what they want you to do. So you would include the total plan assets, including rollovers, do not include contributions because that goes in section seven. Uh, you include any liabilities like a, a loan. Uh, do not. This is not where you put your 401k loan you take out. This is if you borrowed money and then you net it out, okay, under C. Section seven, you would put your contributions. Um, if you put employee deferrals, employer or other. Um, and you would include the rollovers here as well. So section six and section seven, you, you technically have um, the, the rollovers uh, would, would be in both to equal it out. Um, then you'd have plan characteristics and a part Four, um, where you can look at the instructions. Um, people generally do, you know, 2B, 2D, 3B, uh, 3D. Um, and you can look, we can go through some of the characteristics um, based off the instructions. And you could decide what applies to you, depending on the type of plan, whether you have a brokerage um, account or not. There are different requirements um, based off you know, what your plan holds uh, would determine your uh, plan characteristics. Okay, and that's all under um, the uh, instructions. You can figure that out based off um, you know, the, the characteristics uh, of your plan. Um, and if you want the common ones, 2B, 2D, 3B, 3D, um, that's generally what people use. Uh, but again, just be careful um, based off what your uh, plan entails. So you'd want to just check that out. For section eight, which requires you to include plan characteristics, you can check out all the codes in the instructions the IRS provide, but the four common codes are generally 2E, 2J, 3B, 3D. That essentially covers almost all plans. Um, if you have are part of a control group or... If your plans are held in a brokerage account, you'd also want to include 2R. Um, so the codes give the IRS the necessary information. Again, if you have a control group or depending on if you have a defined benefit plan or pension plan or defined contribution, depending volume submitter plan, it kind of gives the IRS a little bit more information. So generally for most of my clients, it's 2E is in Edward, 2J is in Jason, 3B is in Boy, 3D is in David. If you have a brokerage account, it's 2R. If you have a control group, uh, there's a code for that as well. Um, for compliance and funding, uh, if you've entered into a loan, you'll, you'll check yes. Um, and then 10 is generally no um, because it's just not uh, you know, applicable 
to uh, solo Ks because unless you have a defined benefit plan, which solo Ks are not. Uh, and then 11 is generally no. And that's it. And then you sign it. Okay, so it's super, super easy. Uh, the most confusing parts, I think, is don't use your social. Use a tax identification number. If you don't have one, go get one on the IRS uh, website for free. Uh, the other confusing part, I think, are for total plan assets, include, include the non-recourse loan as part of the assets. Do not include contributions, but do include rollovers. And then in seven, you include contributions and you also include rollovers. So the IRS kind of sees that twice. And again, just to recap, employee deferrals is 19500 or 26000 if you're over 50. Employer profit sharing, 20% if you're a sole prop, single member LC of your comp, 25% of the W-2 if you're a C or S corp, up to an aggregate of 58 or 64,500 if you're over 50. The codes I mentioned, if there's others, just check the instructions out and you can figure it out. Um, and then just indicate if you have a loan, 10, 11 or no, sign it and then you decide whether you wanna print it um, and, and send it in or you can e-file it. Um, now um, you're allowed to do that as well. Some other just things to, to remember, um, do not use a felt tip, tip pen or other inks that bleed. Uh, don't use arrows or make notes on the form and don't include schedules or attachments. You can retain them for your records, but they don't want them included. So that's it. It's super easy. It should not take you more than five, six, seven minutes to do. If you're a client of IRA Financial, we help you. We can do this for you. Just let us know. We're here to help. Uh, but overall, it's a super easy form. I wish the IRS kind of carried this forward with the 1040 and partnership returns. And you know, tax returns do not have to be this complicated. If they're structured properly and the questions are organized in, in a proper fashion, you can extract the necessary information from a taxpayer without uh, bleeding them to death in terms of uh, costs and uh, frustration completing the form. So again, you only need to file the solo 401k 5500EZ form if you have solo 401k assets over 250,000. Not IRA, not Roth, not simple, not SEP, only solo 401k. If you are in a 401k at work, you do not need to file this. They, your employer will file a 5500, generally short form. But if you have your own solo K, you need to take care of this. We are here to help if you're a client of IRA Financial, but you need to do this. No one will do this for you. Since you are plan administrator, you have all the information and you need to um, provide it so the form could get completed on time before July 31st. Uh, it's super, super important. As I mentioned, the, <laughs> the penalties are like sick. So um, do not miss the deadline. The penalties can go up to 150K. It's crazy. Uh, I know you could get into a taxpayer advocacy program. Um, it, it potentially uh, could save you some money. But again, if they audit you before you um, get into the taxpayer, like voluntary compliance program and fix um, your issue, um, you, you can get hit with the um, penalty. So just an FYI on that, obviously, um, just be super careful about uh, missing the deadline. Um, otherwise, that's it. Uh, again, you can get an extension uh, if you need one to October, but otherwise, um, file it. You can file it early. Forms are available. You can do it online. If you need to file an extension, you can file form 55558, which is the application for extension of time to file a certain employer employee plan returns. Uh, you don't attach the 5558 
to the EZ. Just file the 5558 before July 31. Do not attach it to the EZ and then file the EZ um, in October or before October 15th. Um, that's it. So I hope now you fully understand that you need to file the 5500 EZ, what the filing requirements, how to do it, how to complete the form. Shouldn't take you more than a few minutes. If you need help, we're here to help. Um, that's it. That's ad bits for today. Appreciate you guys listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Subscribe if you haven't already, and I will talk to everyone again next week.